G'day, this is Lisa Testart and you're listening to another session in Surviving the Legal System in Australia with a Psychopath. Today we're going to talk about rice and aspirant. What's rice and aspirant I hear you say? Rice and aspirant is a case um, that sets out when final orders can be changed. Now, Rice and Asplund uh, was a very early case in done in 1979. So Rice and Asplund, it comes from the name of the case, which was Rice and Asplund. Um, and that's where the rule now takes its name. Um, the rule can be stated simply as the court should not lightly entertain an application to reverse an earlier custody order. This is this was um, this is this was explained by Chief Justice Evatt, um, Paulie S.J. and Fogarty J. in an appeal, I believe. Um, they went on to say to do so would be to invite endless litigation for change, which is an ever-present factor in human affairs. Therefore the court would need to be satisfied by the applicant that there is some changed circumstance which will justify such a serious step, some new factor arising or, at any rate, some factor which was not disclosed at the previous hearing which would have been material. So orders of, while you might have final parenting orders, we all know that parenting orders are fluid. They're never really final because circumstances change um, and things, things happen in families. So Rice and Asplund provides an example of a sufficient change of circumstances justifying a variation of orders. And so here's an example. In October 1975, an order was made granting custody of a three-year-old child of the marriage to the father, Mr Rice. Approximately nine months later, the court acceded to the wife's application for variation, giving her custody with reasonable access to the father. In dismissing the husband's appeal, the full court found that the trial judge had correctly approached the issue on the basis of the need to establish a significant change in circumstances and had listed the factors which he considered relevant to that issue. In this regard, the trial judge had noted that the wife had stabilised her accommodation, had married Mr Aspland, and that the child was to commence schooling, which made the previous access orders unworkable and unrealistic. And it this article goes on to say, in Rice and Asplund, the rule was raised in the context of an application to reopen the question of where the child was to live. The rule applies equally to applications to vary other sorts of parenting orders. The type of variation sought, however, might affect the nature of the evidence required to satisfy the threshold and also the nature of the evidence that the application is capable of tendering. Accordingly, the court might find a sufficient change of circumstances to reopen the question of how much time a child spends with a parent, but not the question of with whom the child is to live. 
Cases after Rice and Aspland have emphasised that the rule operates to protect the child, whose best interests are not served by repeated applications to vary orders when there are no new circumstances to be brought before the court. In Freeman and Freeman, for example, the full court explained, continuing and seemingly endless and inconclusive litigation is usually emotionally damaging to the litigants and is likely to affect the children adversely. Once the court, either after a full hearing or by a consent order, has settled the question of custody, it is usually in the interests of the children that the order made by the court is treated as determining the dispute and be given the necessary support. Stability in the lives of children and also in the lives of adults is an essential prerequisite to their well-being. So what does that mean? Well, it's pretty fucking simple. You've got to have really exceptional circumstances to be able to reopen a parenting case. You've got to demonstrate significant change in circumstances such that you could convince the court that your application to re-agitate and reopen your final orders has merit. So you've got to have merit. Now, this is not, it's not an easy thing to understand and I will put some links in the um, description so that you can follow this up and you can look at it yourself. But rice and aspland is something that you, you'll hear tossed around at court if you go often enough. Counsel will stand up and in their opening submissions to, to the court, they'll say, Your Honour, this is a rice and aspland matter. And that's automatic code for this is a case where we're making an application based on um, significant change of circumstances. So it automatically alerts the, the judge um, to the fact that this is the case of we've got significant change and we want to vary the orders. So these are important terms to know. So I hope that, you know, in these few minutes that you're listening to this, that you've got just a tiny, tiny little bit of knowledge to now go away and have a think about, because if you want to reopen your case, think about the test. Is it a real, significant and substantial change in circumstances and not just you wanting to make a unilateral change to the orders because they're not working for you? Does that help? I hope it does because while these are complex, they're also, um, they're also basic rules now and it's a good thing that you now know about it.